0: Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. On today's episode, we have Laura Ayer. Is that correct? Yes, it is. (laughs) Awesome. Appreciate it, Dan. She's a career specialist for Easter Seals of Southeastern Wisconsin. How are you doing today?
1: Great. How are you?
0: I'm doing awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Laura. I mean, you know, who are you? You know, let people get to know who you are and uh, what do you enjoy doing before we jump into Easter Seals and all that that other good stuff?
1: Sure. So uh, I've lived in Milwaukee for about 12 years now. Um, Where'd you come from? I grew up in Appleton. And when I left Appleton after high school, kind of started on a a journey of sorts, Um, I went out to Colorado and started college out there, ended up coming back after a year and after four different universities. Seven different majors dropping out on two separate occasions for a total of five years. (laughs) I finally got my degree uh, in my late 20s. Um, I ended up at UW-Madison and graduated with a bachelor's in community and environmental sociology. What Um, does that mean? So sociology suits me well because I'm the kind of person who likes to know a little bit about a lot of things. And sociology is... Economics and poli-sci and history and uh, psychology and, you know, kind of the study of how we collide with each other in the world. And so my degree focused specifically on how do people affect their environments and how do environments affect people who live in them. Um, and so it was a really... Uh, it was an interesting degree to get. I really enjoyed diving into some history of land reform, and you know how do we interact with the world around us, uh, and looking a little bit at you know issues of climate change and what can we do to make our communities and our world a better place.
0: That really sounds how that really sounds like it ties into what you do currently.
1: Kind of, kind of, (laughs) (laughs) not exactly. I wouldn't say close, but close. Yes, (laughs)
0: that's cool. All right, so so, tell us what you do over at Easter Seals.
1: So uh, Easter Seals is a fairly large nonprofit. Been around for almost eighty-five years. Um, that serves individuals with disabilities in a wide variety of capacities. The program that I work within is called Project Search, and Project Search is actually a national model that we are licensed to follow. It's a vocational training program for adults with developmental disabilities, and Easter Seals runs uh, five separate Project Search sites, and I work at our Fredert location. Um, so. Project Search is a partnership between Easter Seals, Fredert Hospital, um, the State Division of Vocational Rehabilitation, and long-term funders. So, what we do—the program is nine months long. So, a cohort comes in, starts our program in the fall. They do three internships in the hospital, where they're getting some hands-on experience, really learning about workplace culture and what does it look like and feel like to be a successful employee. We pair that experience with a soft skills curriculum that comes from national project search. So we're teaching everything from the basics of dress for success, why it's important to show up on time every time, um, how to request off, things like that, to some of the more complex soft skills like problem solving and effective communication, teamwork, conflict resolution. Things like that.
0: So, so, why did you pick this career path?
1: Well, I've always really had a passion for connecting people to jobs. Um, I really believe in the idea of you teach a man to fish, he can feed himself. Um, and so, when I came out of college, I, um, I spent a year doing an AmeriCorps program called VISTA. Um, stands for Volunteers in Service to America. And I was placed with the city of Milwaukee for a year um, where I worked on youth workforce development. So I worked on things like Mayor Barrett's Earn and Learn Program and uh, Global Youth Service Day. And so I kind of got my feet wet in this world of kind of working the, the background of connecting people to jobs. Um, and from there, I found this position at Easter Seals I hadn't really anticipated working with this population, but I did have um, a little bit of a personal connection to the world of disabilities. Uh, my parents are caregivers for um, an older gentleman in his 70s who has a cognitive disability and has the mentality of like a three-year-old. And so he lives with them and they care for him 24-7. And he's kind of become part of our family. And so it was a little bit close to my heart and I thought, well, it's not exactly what I was thinking of, um, but I think that it's something I could be good at and enjoy doing. And now I've been at Easter Seals for four years and I love what I do and it would be hard to think about doing something different.
0: Well, that's, that's really awesome. So during this, you know, this whole process that you've gone through, through the college and and connecting people with jobs and stuff like that, you know, what have been some of your biggest challenges that you've had to overcome, you know, either personally or within the job?
1: Well, I'd say my biggest challenge in my current role is that my job requires two very different skill sets. I have the kind of human services side of things, where I have a caseload of clients and I'm working with their care managers and their families and um, helping them work through some of their own challenges to be the best that they can be. And I love that side of my job. And then I have the other half of my job where I'm going out in the community and talking to businesses and developing business relationships And making cold calls and it's kind of a sales position in a way, you know, I have to go out and sell my clients to an employer and I do not have the personality of a salesman, (laughs) saleswoman. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so that's really been a challenge for me. And when I first started, I was really pushing myself outside my comfort zone to go out and talk to people um, and I've had a lot of opportunities for public speaking in my job as well, which I've actually come to really enjoy the public speaking side of it.
0: That can really be fun if you get into it and yeah. not get over the fear of
1: it is looking at
0: all the people out there. It is. Yeah.
1: So that I've learned to embrace and enjoy. The cold calling I have not yet <laughs> come to love
0: you just gotta put that big smile on your face before you start dialing and yeah. <laughs> have some funny things going on,
1: right? Yeah, I know it's, it's hard to do. It, it, it is hard to do. Mm-hmm.
0: It really it is. That's 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 tough to do. But you gotta kind of make it fun. What are some of the tools that you use to keep yourself on track? You know, on a day to day. You know, you know, keeping up with those cold calls and mm-hmm. all the events and you know speaking engagements. You know, what are some of the tools that that help you out?
1: I think it's remembering the success stories. When I can tell an employer, here's a guy who struggled, and here was this company who could not fill this position, and I brought them together, and they both found success, and I hear so many employers that I work with eventually come to say, this person has changed the team morale, and everyone here works together better because we hired so-and-so. And it's those kind of stories that if I can go out and share those, it makes facing some of those cold calls a little easier. Well, the good thing
0: about that is um, what I've learned over the years, I've been in sales for over 20 years, and if you can tell stories similar to what you're telling, it makes it a lot easier. It does. Instead of just spitting out facts of what you can do, what you can't do, but... When you share the stories and be able to solve a problem for that employer as well as for that individual, mm-hmm. that really is—it's a, a win-win. And, and, and the, the stories that come on the backside are even better.
1: Yeah, it makes it relatable.
0: Right, right. So the next one's not so bad. Right. So what has been one of the, the, the funniest or fun funnest things you've gotten to do uh, while you've been at Easter Seals?
1: Well, one thing I love about my job is that it's my job to know other people's jobs. And so I get to go into a whole variety of different kinds of businesses and see the behind the scenes, which is really interesting. So... Remember, I'm a sociology major. (laughs) I like to know a little bit about a lot of things. things, Right. And so I get to go into manufacturing plants. And I, you know, I work at Fredert Hospital. And so I'm behind the scenes in probably 15 to 20 different departments in the hospital, everything from patient care units to environmental services. So the whole gamut. And I get to see what goes on behind the scenes. And that, I think, is the funnest part of my job.
0: That's really cool because it it breaks it up. and You don't have that mundane, repetitive things like that. You get to see different environments, different people and what they're doing and how they're doing things.
1: Right. And when you work with people, no day is the same. But I feel like my job almost takes that to the next level because I'm not only working with different people, but I'm working in different kinds of business environments as well.
0: Oh, no doubt. If you could go back you know when you started all of this you know what would you do differently what advice would you give to yourself
1: i don't know that i would do anything differently nothing i
0: Everything think everything's just been so perfect that you wouldn't have to change anything
1: <laughs> well
0: i'm putting you on the spot now
1: <laughs> i wouldn't say that by any means You're right i did a lot of um Second guessing myself okay. throughout my twenties and sure. trying to figure out where I was going, what I wanted to do, but all of it led me to where I am now, and I'm really happy with where I'm now.
0: That's awesome. You know, it's it's always a journey. Yeah, you don't never end up. You know. You know, you asked me ten years ago what I'd be doing today. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you,
1: right? You know? <laughs> but Same <with> here, me. <laughs> here
0: I am. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, who's been your, you know, your one of your greatest mentors or people has, you know, helped you out along this path, this path through either Easter Seals or throughout your life?
1: Um, I feel like this is kind of a cliche answer, but I'm going to go with it because it's true. <laughs> um, I think it's my mom. She is incredibly strong and persistent. And all of the challenges she has faced in her life seem insurmountable. And she has just demonstrated to me that if you keep going and you take it day by day, you can make your life good, even if it's not what you wanted it to be.
0: I like that. That the persistence pay that persistence really does pay off, and it's just it's something that you have got to continue to do because you never know what that that's going to turn out with that. Right. You know, it's just I use the analogy from uh, I believe it's called James Altucher, and he has a book called Reinvent Yourself, and he talks about being persistent and being able to just give that extra one percent every day, and that's something that everybody can do. If you just stick to it and just you know do that extra one percent every day, the compound effect will take care of itself.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's cool. So, tell me a story that you know really got you like, wow, you know, you know, I'm, I'm making a difference with what I'm doing.
1: Well, our first year of Project Search at Frederick Hospital, we had um, an intern, so the um, participants in our program we call interns because it's all workplace training lingo. Um, So we had one intern who was an army vet and um, really struggled with uh, communication and working with people. And he came into our program with some work experience um, with medical supplies. And he came in saying, I want to work with things, not with people. And almost immediately, we recognized in him this kind of nurturing spirit. And so we we pushed him outside of his comfort zone a little bit, and in one of his rotations, we put him in a patient care unit. And he just thrived. And he started to see within himself that he had this skill of working with people that he never expected of himself. Um, and the hospital staff started to see it as well. Um, so when the program year was over, in fact, actually before the program year even ended, uh, Freider had hired him as a full-time rehab tech in their neuro-rehab gym, and he's still working there today.
0: Ooh, that's incredible. That, yeah. That, that's really cool. So those are the stories that you know, we really got to hear and, and see. What you're doing out there to, to help individuals, you know, take that next step and tell, you know, when a person comes in and says, I don't want to do this and then find out that's exactly what right. <laughs> he should be doing.
1: Yeah. Which is the purpose of our having three separate internships throughout the year, because for a lot of the folks who come into our program, they don't know what they want to do. And it gives them a chance to do some career exploration we can put them in three very different areas of the hospital, and they can try out some different things, um, which is one of the reasons it's so great to train people in a hospital setting Because hospitals are like little cities in and of themselves. You know, there's environmental services, there's food and nutrition, there's clerical office work, there's the patient side of things. And so we can train in so many different skill sets and then those skills are transferable to so many different places out in the community.
0: What are, you know, some of the things that the listeners can do to participate or help out with Easter Seals? Um, You know, one of the things we're doing with this uh, Local First podcast is being able to share the stories with the local community leaders such as yourself and really give you a platform to reach out to people that might not know. How do they? How do they participate? How can someone um, get involved?
1: So there's a variety of levels of involvement um, that we look for from the business community. Um, There's everything from email mentors, which is a commitment um, to send an email back and forth once a week so maybe 15 minutes tops a week um, with one of the Project SEARCH interns. And the interns will email you and ask you about your own professional experiences, some of the challenges you've faced, maybe asking for advice on public speaking or you know, how to give a two-week notice or what to do on your first day on the job, things like that. Um, We're also looking for volunteers to be mock interviewers. Um, We do that once in the fall and once in the spring. It gives our interns an opportunity to get a feel for what an interview is looking for. And myself and my coworkers practice interviewing incessantly with our interns, (laughs) (laughs) but we're sometimes viewed as like the teacher or the parent where our words don't have as much weight as an employer's words do. And so to bring in people from the business community and do these mock interviews really helps us set the tone at the beginning of the year and then prep our interns as they leave the program in the spring. Um, So that's another opportunity to volunteer. And then, of course, we have 12 interns who exit the program every spring who are looking for employment. Um, And what they're looking for really varies. Um, You know, each individual is different. Some people are looking for part-time. Some people are looking for full-time. But um, I would ask employers to maybe consider um, hiring someone with a disability and um, some of the unique benefits that that can have for your business.
0: That's awesome. That, that's really cool what you do. and it really doesn't this, it doesn't sound like there's a lot of you know a lot of uh, that you really have to do. It's just putting in the time to, to help people get what they want or just help them get to that next step.
1: Right, yeah.
0: That's nice. I just want to put a quick plug in here for Exact Court Studio. They're one of our sponsors, providing this awesome studio and equipment here out in Brookfield. If you could give advice to someone that is interested in getting involved uh, in a type of role that you're currently in or want to get a job at Easter Seals, what advice would you give them?
1: Um, I would say go to all of the trainings <laughs> that are offered.
0: Would you recommend like someone get to um, volunteer first?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a variety of opportunities to volunteer with Easter Seals, and that can really give you an idea of what does it really look like to work with people who have disabilities and um, what is the day structured like and um, to get a feel for interacting with our clients and what does that feel like and how is that meaningful to you?
0: Okay. Very cool. What has got you fired up about the future? I'm really excited.
1: Well, there's a, a big movement now um, that comes with some federal regulations um, that moves individuals with disabilities towards integration. So we're coming away from the world of sheltered workshops and, more of that kind of institutional side of things to um, take individuals who have disabilities out into the community and allow them to be integrated in their communities. And a lot of that involves employment services. So helping folks who may have been in a sheltered workshop setting transition into the world of work and how do we make sure that they have the skills needed for that. Um, and along with that, I think that employers are really starting to recognize the benefits of hiring individuals with disabilities. And I think that there's a trend, especially in hiring. Um, individuals with autism and that that's really starting to be seen as an asset. In,
0: In what ways? I mean, explain that into, you know, how is that an asset or a benefit to a company that might otherwise think differently?
1: So they say that if you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism because it is different on everyone. So with that in mind, I'll say generally speaking, people who have autism tend to be hyper-focused and detail-oriented.
0: Sometimes I wish that was that way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And so they can often go into a role that requires a high level of accuracy, very detail-oriented work, and they can really excel at it. Sometimes they have a special ability to see patterns in data. And so there are certain industries that are recognizing that there is a pool of people out there of potential employees who can be highly productive on their teams. But in order to recruit those people, they have to think about the recruitment process very differently.
0: That That's exciting. That's good to hear. Yeah. That really is. All right. Where I lost myself here. Here we go. So how does... um. Mm-hmm. How do the listeners get in contact with you or to get involved? You know, Where where should we send them?
1: Uh, you can go to the Easter Seals website.
0: Easterseals.com. And as you look on here, just do a search for Easterseals.com, Southeastern Wisconsin. That's right. And then from there, you're going to see all kinds of good things about the programs, how to get involved, how to connect locally. I'll also put this in the show notes, but you also have uh, their Facebook page, Twitter, um, a couple other things that you can email as well. So I'll make sure and get that into the show notes. So we're going to take this, um, to the next level here, like we always do about this time. And we're going to go through some rapid fire questions and have some fun. And then we're going to wrap this up. So before we get into the rapid fire questions, um, you get to ask me one question about anything that you would like, okay. and I'll do my best to try and answer it. All I've right. only been stopped once. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, I'm curious to know, since you are interviewing so many different people so frequently, um, why you do it? What do you get out of interviewing people in the business community?
0: That's an awesome question. And it, it's more than just interviewing people in the, the business community. I mean, it's, it's fun. But this is the, with the Easter CEOs and some of the other uh, nonprofits in here, that's where the real stories that come out. And that's been a, bit, a bit big focus for 2019. But what I get out of it is building relationships, uh, learning stories about the individuals behind the businesses, where they've come from, their journeys, their challenges, their failures, their successes, and figuring out why they do what they do. And for them to be able to share that, not only with me, but with the world, you know, I give, them, I give them a lot of credit. And I also look at this as like, you know, even sitting down with you and you know, finding out that you like the garden. I love gardening and most people know that. I have a huge garden myself. And, and just getting to know people and build those long-term relationships. And I also look at this as my own personal university. Every time I get to talk with someone, regardless of what industry service technology i learn a little bit something else so we sit here and talk now but then when i go back and edit i learn even more and i take notes and i go back and go back so i learn a lot and i'm a lifelong learner so this is just my own little university that you're sitting in (laughs) It's more than just a studio. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All yeah. right. So, all right, my turn. So, we're going to do some rapid fire questions. Just whatever comes off the top of your head and just just have some fun with it. So, we'll start here. Uh what topic would you speak about if you were to give a TED talk on a subject that is outside of your expertise?
1: Oh. Um travel.
0: Travel. Why?
1: Because I love to travel.
0: Where's your favorite place to travel? Because <laughs> <laughs> I love to travel. Come on.
1: Um, I love Central America.
0: Central America. Like mm-hmm. uh, okay, Honduras. Um,
1: I've been to Costa Rica, Costa Panama, Rima. and Nicaragua.
0: Okay. Nice. You haven't been to Europe yet?
1: Yes. I actually lived in Sicily for about eight months. I was in au pair.
0: Oh, nice. I was uh, stationed in um, Germany for four years. Okay. So I got to travel quite a bit over there. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Uh, What is something that you believe in that other people think is insane?
1: Be here now.
0: Be here now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's, uh, well, it was a book in the 70s and it's a very kind of hippy, dippy sort of book, but, uh, it really taught me to appreciate every moment and to not get lost in planning for the future or perseverating over the past. Um, and it's, a uh, it's just a good reminder to myself to appreciate where I'm at, even if it's difficult.
0: Be in the moment. Exactly. That's all you got.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what is, what do they say is, um, the past is... Gone, the future may not come. That's why today's a present. I butchered there you that. Go. I butchered the hell <laughs> out of that. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. All right. Uh, uh, let's see here. Oh, let's see. If you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere in the world, what would it say?
1: Be here now. <laughs> Be here now. No, I'm kidding. Oh, God. Um, Oh, a billboard. Um, oh, that's a tough question. I, I, I you gonna pass
0: on that one? Yeah, I guess. That's all right. That's all right. You're not the first. <laughs> all right. One, one, One more. One more. Let's try this one. How has a failure or a pa- parent failure set you up for later success?
1: Um. Well, I think that sort of my very long journey through college. Felt like a series of failures to me When I was going through it um, But it led me to Travel quite a bit Throughout my 20s And to Learn a little bit about a lot of things And in the end I view that journey as a success
0: No doubt That's, that's very cool So any uh, last request for the audience Or any last parting words
1: Um I would ask employers to think differently about hiring individuals with disabilities uh, because people who have disabilities have learned to adapt to a world that is not always very friendly to them. And therefore, they're pretty well equipped to come up with creative solutions to all sorts of different challenges that we all face in the workplace. And they can really be an asset to your team because of that.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So what we're going to do here is this. we got to carry this conversation online. Uh, so if you want to hit me up on uh, Facebook, uh, all you to do is search for Local First Podcast, uh, either Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, you know, let's carry on this conversation. If you're an employer or someone who wants to get involved, let's talk. We'll get you in front of the right people. Laura, thank you so much. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find me by searching Local First Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Also, head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave some comments. You also have the opportunity to request to have a guest or topic for Local First Podcast. For any of the books or resources talked about on these episodes, over to localfirstpodcast.com. Click on the resources tab. I also want to thank Corp for Studio One. Until next time, it's your host, Rob Kohansky.